Hello everyone, my name is Ojin65, and I am the producer and co-host of the TNT Wrestling Podcast. And before we got into today's episode, I wanted to thank you for listening to the show. It really means a lot to me and Tracy and all the guest hosts we have on the show. It's because of you that we are able to talk all things in wrestling and have fun with this and try hopefully make a living with doing this sort of thing. It really is all up to you guys and thank you so much for your support. Thank you, thank you for making us a 4 out of 5 star podcast on Podbean. That is incredible. Thank you so much for that. So, to give you a rundown of today's episode, we recorded on June 29, 2018, and we discussed Chris Benoit and all the things surrounding his death and a lot of things about the conspiracy theories, a lot of things that didn't make sense and so on and so forth, or things that didn't add up to Tracy, and so on and so forth. It was a very interesting discussion, and I hope you all enjoy it. You can follow me on Twitter, at Zildjian65YT. You can follow me on Instagram, at Zildjian65. You can follow this podcast on Twitter, at TNTPodcast2018 on Twitter. And Tracy's links will be in the description and all that. So will Dave's. Everything will be in there. So, uh, here we are with our main host of the show. Hi! And, uh, who are in our, we have a special co-host today. This is Dusty Dave from the KOTR podcast. We can't get all three of them in one room. We gotta do them one by one. And today we have Dusty Dave here. (laughs) What's up, what's up? It's me, Dusty Dave, otherwise known as the man of a thousand gimmicks. Uh... (laughs) You can find me on Twitter, uh, KOTR underscore Dusty Dave. And uh, you can find our podcast at KOTR underscore podcast. Uh, once again, Smiley, thank you for appearing on our show a couple Always. weeks ago. Very Always. much enjoyed it. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to our conversations today. Yes. And today we talk about the one, the only name that it has been blacklisted from WWE and the anniversary just passed this week. Yes, guys, it's that time. He Let's who shall not be Chris named. Huh. Let's talk Chris Benoit. <laughs> Voldemort himself. Voldemort himself. Now, if you guys did not know the anniversary of the I'm going to say this and it's gonna piss off a lot of people. I've had a lot of quote-unquote wrestling fans come up my Twitter for saying this and calling me all types of dumbasses. But I'm going to say it anyway. The day that Chris Benoit allegedly murdered his son, murdered his wife, and then killed himself. Now, there is a lot swarming about this case. A lot. There's conspiracy theories. There's even some that says Chris didn't even freaking do it. So... We shall get into it. So, from what we know, 
from what you know, we already know is that Chris had a conversation with his best friend, Chapa Guerrero Jr. And I think the day that he killed his wife, he called Chavo, you know, saying that he was going to be at the house show. If you go on the WWE website, there was no WWE magazine that came yeah. out right around the time that Chris Benoit uh, did what he, you know, allegedly did. That's exactly what I'm saying. That it, this story doesn't add up. Is it maybe something people took out of context from another interview? Possibly. Yeah, possibly. That they just took that and it ran with and say, oh, Chavo said this, this, that, and the other. And Chavo himself even said, like, I don't think I ever said that. Let's talk about the number one conspiracy theory that everyone knows of, and that is that Kevin Sullivan is actually the one that killed Chris Benoit's wife, Nancy, his son, and then killed Chris and made like a suicide. I, I like that's the predominant rumor that I've heard, and I mean, it does have some credibility. Nancy Benoit used to be married to used to be okay. married to him and apparently Chris and Nancy started seeing each other while they were still together yeah I'm, because it was supposed to be a storyline but it turned into a real life romance and that's when she decided to dump Kevin and get with Chris you know as his wrestling gimmick was he was a satanist I heard um, he actually was. I, I, I yeah, I heard sat- that too. I heard he's a Satanist in real life. I mean, that doesn't bother me. Oh, yeah. I mean, Alistair Black is a Satanist. No, he's not he, a Satanist. He's a, uh, he just doesn't believe he, he's not he, a He's, he's interest. He's like me, where he has a deep interest in Satanism and the India cult, but he doesn't practice it. Mm, he, okay, he, I, he, I stand corrected. He, he just knows a lot about it. Yeah, I don't think he's a Satanist. That's not what I heard. I just heard he was an atheist. That's he, all I heard. He's just really interested in the occult. That's all it is. Yeah, and it he, really is very interesting. Yeah, he's really actually a very nice guy. He loves his cats. You know, regular person. Like, the Satanists love cats. The, cat, the Satanists look up. But yes, the number one rumor is that Kevin Sullivan was upset at Nancy for leaving him for Chris. And so after, you know, uh, everyone knew that Chris Benoit was, you know, losing it due to the drugs and steroids he was on he decided i'm going to get my revenge go in the house kill nancy kill his son and then kill chris and make it look like a very very good suicide now if i remember correctly his son his son had a uh a mental condition right and well that's not no. what the family's saying. i mean i i choose to trust his aunt on uh, Daniel's aunt on that because she has his medical records, so I choose to trust her. Yeah, I definitely trust her. I don't think he had a medical condition at all. Was he made? Did he maybe have an ADD like a normal kid? Sure, but that's yes. probably the extent of it. Okay, because uh, I mean, I have read some places that he had um, a mental condition, and um, like obviously, we'll get into one of the other possibilities that Chris did do it like he was uh he was abusing steroids and hit the um analysis of his brain afterwards uh support the uh case that he could have done it because 
obviously we're talking about it as alleged right now. Um, and I, if I, I want to say that uh, he, I read somewhere that uh, the way like they found his son's body, it, I don't know. I have, and I mean, I, I, I have read that uh, even like you know, throughout his career, he was very to himself. Like he was very focused on you know his job as a wrestler, but he kept a very small circle of friends. Right. It was and, all like uh, Eddie and Chavo with his. Yeah, it was Eddie friends. Chavo, like Chris Guerrero, uh, Chris Jericho. Right. Um. And I, I it, it's hazy whenever you talk about Chris Benoit because. Like, obviously, being that we're lay people and weren't there for the investigation, we only go on what they say. Like, but the fact that I believe he was, what, 40 years old? Yeah, he was about 40. Yeah, so he was about 40. So the fact that at 40 years old, having, uh, having a brain that shows similarities to an 82-year-old with dementia... Again, he missed the house show and he also missed the vengeance pay-per-view yeah he did he was actually supposed to win the title against cm punk so let's talk what? about sorry what did you say oh, oh no uh, i was on what i was saying so let's talk about the rumor that actually got debunked and that is the wikipedia entry that foreshadowed nancy's death the day before nancy's body was even found someone put on wikipedia that uh, someone put on Wikipedia, and I quote, Chris Benoit was replaced by Johnny Nitro for the ECW <clears throat> Championship match at Vengeance as Benoit was not there due to personal issues stemming from the death of his wife, Nancy. And the suspicious was that the IP address of the user who made that edit was based in Stamford, Connecticut, the same town as WWE's corporate headquarters. Now that one was weird. No, that one, that one was just a troll. Yeah, a, a very. Well, I shouldn't. I, I shouldn't even say a troll. It was. It was a fan who was who had heard something about Chris acting on him. Maybe that's it. I just can't believe they caught up with. They you know thought of that easily. I can. It's it's called the internet. <laughs> You know, I, I mean, obviously, like, we, we're all, we've all gone through school. We, like, we know the how valid anything on Wikipedia is, like, for this Honestly, exact... Honestly, it's actually pretty accurate. Oh, oh yes. like, like for, for, for the most part, it is accurate. But, a lot, like, I mean, I've actually watched one of my friends change, like, articles for random things over and over. Like, now they've kind of added in uh, safeguards to prevent stuff like that. Um, but I, I feel like a lot of conspiracies with anything, not just, you know, this very uh, issue, every conspiracy has, like, a controversy involving Wikipedia. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, not 9-11, like... You name it, there. You name it. There's some sort of uh, controversy on Wikipedia. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sounds fair. So 
There's also the conspiracy that he had, and I quote, roid rage stemming from his steroid use and all of that. Now, I have been, you know, looking into this for the longest and I don't believe it, not one bit. I don't think Roy Rage even, like, exists, really. It's, it's weird, because it's kind of confirmed to exist, but kind of not. Yeah. It's like, well, they said Roy Rage, you know, makes you angry, but it doesn't make you, like, aggressive to, like, want to kill someone. Like, I don't think it puts those ideas in your head, but when you think about it, even before this happened, they did have a lot of domestic problems. Mm-hmm. So I think there was already the tendency for domestic abuse. And the and if if this is a case of roid rage, it was amplified because of like you know how deep he was in the addiction, and obviously, the more you use these drugs, they change the function of your brain and we mentioned earlier his brain was said to resemble that of a 82 year old uh, dementia patient mm-hmm. like as the brain deteriorates it'll affect the, like its effects will be magnified even more you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. yeah so there's also a conspiracy that chris benoit did his finisher the crippler crossface on his little son, Daniel. Because when they found Daniel, they said that he had uh, stuff on his face, and I guess they immediately came up with, oh, he did his finisher on little Daniel, and that's how he killed him. How could uh, the finisher kill someone, though? That's my question. I guess, you know, uh, he when he did the crippler crop face, he put his hand over little Daniel's whole, like his nose and his mouth, and just waited for him to stop breathing. And that's that's already been debunked. <laughs> that's been debunked. I was like, really? Really? No. I mean, I, I haven't heard about him using the uh, submission move on his son, but rather being suffocated with a pillow. Because if I'm, not, I'm uh, looking up uh, on different um, uh, news articles about it, that there were no... Um, uh, markings on his throat, uh, and I'm not seeing any on the face that would signify uh, strangulation, mm-hmm. or. But I am reading that uh, he, the son did have Xanax in his system, so he most yeah. likely was um, uh, incapacitated. Yeah, incapacitated. Didn't even feel it. At least he, you know, Daniel didn't even feel it at all. Like, it's coming, you know, I know that sounds like, you know, worse, but at least little Daniel didn't even feel it. Like, he was too out of it to even resist or, like, try to stop his dad or whoever did it to try to save himself. And that, that, that really sucks. Um, so there's also the theory that, um, let's see, which was the other one? Oh, he had brain damage. Pretty much, you know, they're like, oh, because of his brain damage, that's why he did what he did. And I'm just like, well, I I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Well, I mean, uh, I do believe there was some brain damage. A lot of brain uh, damage. Uh, with a combination of the drug use 
and because I, I, he, I think he may have also had um an on and off prescription pill addiction. Yeah. Because if if you remember, he did have a couple serious neck injuries. Mm -hmm. Didn't everyone have have an addiction yeah, back uh, then? Well, yes. Oh, I mean, yeah, and well, except yeah. for Jericho. Jericho's one I heard never heard stories of him doing steroids. <laughs> Uh, so if you factor in a strong possibility of opiate addiction, steroids, and just like you know, damage from being a being a wrestler, the brain damage would make a lot of sense. It would make a lot of sense, but I don't think we would. And that with his crippling, you know, anxiety and his depression, like I still don't think. It would be enough to like. I think he would want to like kill himself, but I don't think he wanted to you know, take his family with him. Like, I, I don't think so. So there's also a conspiracy theory that um, WWE talent Dave Taylor was outside the Benoit residence shortly before the police arrived. Now it says that Chris Benoit's neighbor Holly was the first part. Uh, was the first port of call after WWE had contacted the authorities about Benoit's absence and the strange text. She was instructed by police to enter the property before they got there, secure the dogs that are running around the yard, and to check on Benoit. And to her shock, she discovered the bodies and she fled the house. And upon that, she claims to have seen Dave T Taylor and his wife Lisa clearing a plate of deli food towards the house now i don't know how the fuck he would get there so fast knowing that they were about to put on these pay-per-view and these house shows i don't know how the hell dave could have got there so fast bringing food or whatnot that's just weird i don't know if it's ever been debunked or what but that's just weird that's just really fucking weird uh, i i wouldn't even know where to start to debunk that that's you know what i'm saying weird. yeah and he never denied it. He said that the, they uh, they never revisited this, and he never denied it. So that's just weird. He said, you know, he wasn't involved anyway in the deaths. He just heard that, you know, the family had been sick and his friend no showing the shows. He was just checking up on them and making sure there was food in the house. So, but in the in in uh, Dave Taylor's book called Chris and Nancy, wrestling critic Irvin Munchnik was a bit more cynical, suggesting that Taylor may have been sent to WWE, sent by WWE to look around and get the facts early to prevent a PR problem. I believe that. <laughs> That's one I believe. But that sounds like some shit Vincent, K Vincent Kennedy McMahon would do. To avoid a PR problem, Go send someone who works for him to go lurk around the place, make sure ain't shit going on. Yeah, because I mean, uh, I do know that outside of injury, Chris Benoit was not like no, he was never known to miss live events. Yeah, he was never um, at all. And and then like when you factor in that he missed a live event mm -hmm. and a uh, pay per view. Yeah. Like that's when. That's when, you know, red flags start going. And I remember I was at my aunt and uncle's apartment in um, Astoria when uh, the news reports first reported that uh, 
professional wrestler uh, found dead along with his uh, wife and child. But this is before uh, it came to light of um, the murder, the double murder-suicide. Yeah. And uh, then it was announced that it was Chris Benoit. Like, me and my brother couldn't, like, couldn't process it. We literally were getting the pay-per-view the next day. So, like, and then I remember watching the, uh, you know, the show, uh, the tribute, and uh, then the following SmackDown when, uh, when blackballed. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, during the uh, tribute show, um, who, who's the uh, general manager at NXT? Oh, God, what is his name? Uh, uh, William Regal. William Regal was the only one who seemed nonchalant, like he didn't even care. I think that's when the news that came out that he murdered his family and then killed himself because he was the only one who said, like, oh, he was a good wrestler. And that was it. Like, he didn't really have shit to say like everyone else did. He was just like... Well, did did you yeah. know William Regal well, though? I think um, so. I, 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 not to the extent that he was with the Radicals, Jericho, or Chavo... But they they did uh spend time together in WCW and mm-hmm. obvi- obviously WWF, so they had the same kind of you know path to the top of the mountain, so to say. But um, I do know William Regal was battling his own um drug addictions, so uh, I think it could be a mix of them finally getting the information and William Regal kind of starting to do like, you know, introspection on himself that like, it's a problem. Mm-hmm. And I think he said everything he needed to. He said, yeah, he was a good wrestler. What about him? I think, I think that's when the news actually came out. That's when, you know, he didn't really have much to say and I, I mean I would have felt the same way I wouldn't have wanted to like go on camera and be like don't make me say nothing about him like he's a murderer so it, was, it wasn't known at that time right um during the tribute show I think the news that came out like before the tribute show ended that's the news well, that WWE came out WWE didn't know that no so you can't blame him for doing that show true 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 so there's also the conspiracy theory of the Sherry Martell connection. So after the oh whole Oh God, Geraldo Herrera. Yes, Geraldo Fox Rivera. News oh and Geraldo Rivera and Bill O'Reilly make a reference to a possible connection between Chris Benoit deaths and the passing of the Hall of Fame wrestling manager Sherry Martell. I mean, uh, it's not insane because they did see the same doctor. True. It's not completely insane. And she did it's die. It's just connecting really, itself fast. She died days before the bodies of Chris Benoit and his family was found. Yeah, so it's not completely false. Mm-hmm. And she was friends with Chris Benoit and the family. Uh, she managed Kevin Sullivan for a time. Um, and they said there's nothing to suggest that it was anything other than her own doing, whether it was deliberate or accidental suicide. Um, and she did. She died did, by uh, uh overdose of prescription. Yeah, I was drugs. about to say, did she die from a drug overdose? Right. Yes, prescription pain pills. And they didn't really investigate into it. They're just like, oh, it's an accidental overdose. 
so we don't know was it yeah, deliberate yeah because i I, I think they like they because they probably found like uh the prescriptions to her name like pills all over the place mm -hmm. um you know probably alcohol and um probably like the physical signs of um overdose but uh but there was one connection between Sherry and Chris Benoit. They both been seeing the same doctor, Dr. Phil Aston. He had been prescribing Chris Benoit with testosterone and other prescription pills. And in 2009, Dr. Austin, I mean, Aston, Austin, whatever, he was sentenced to 10 years in federal prison for overprescribing medication. And it was noted that three of his patients died with drugs in their sister, I mean, systems. There were Chris Benoit, ECW wrestler Johnny Grunge, and uh, Jerry. Which just is a big old coinky dink. Big coinky dink. Big old yeah. coinky dink. <laughs> That's just one hell of a coinky dink. But, but, I still want to go back to this Kevin Sullivan thing. I want to go back to Kevin Sullivan right quick. I did not know he was a freaking KKK leader. When the hell? No, did he that wasn't. A, no, no, he wasn't a KKK leader. It was the dude who accused him. Oh. Wasn't it like Johnny Angel or something? Yeah, something like that. I think so. Yeah, Kevin Sullivan isn't. But there was, you know, Kevin did threaten Chris Benoit and said, "I will kill you." He yeah, but that. if he really was, if he really wanted revenge, why didn't he do it ten years earlier? True. Why would he wait ten years to all of a sudden think of, oh, I'm just gonna go kill Chris. I'm gonna go kill Nancy, kill her son, and then I'm gonna kill Chris and make it like a suicide, and it'll just ruin his name. That was a good name. Well, he did have a good name back then, sort of. He still has a good name if you if you don't think about all that. <laughs> if you don't think about you know the allegedly killings or whatnot, he was a really good wrestler. How many championships did that man have? A lot. Um, yeah, a lot. I, I I could actually pull up his um championship because uh, we all know he started spiraling right after Eddie Guerrero died. Like if you watch the Eddie Guerrero special, you can see it in Chris's yeah. eyes. He was just heartbroken he was crying he was the only one that couldn't even get straight words out because he was crying so hard and i think yeah, after so, that he just started spiraling so in wcw he was a world heavyweight champion once mm -hmm. tag t a uh, tag champ twice mm -hmm. tv champ three times united states champion two times and he's uh known as the sixth wcw triple crown champion in the WWF slash E, he was World Heavyweight Champion once. He was World Ta WWE Tag Team Championship once. Uh, the United States Champion three times. Mm -hmm. The Intercontinental Champion four times. Uh, the World WWE World Tag Team Championship three times. He won the 2004 Royal Rumble, and uh, he won a tag team championship tournament with Kurt Angle and he's a 12th uh, triple crown champion in uh, 
WWE. That's a lot of goddamn fucking championships. All down the drain that WWE will never talk about. He was probably going to go in the fucking Hall of Fame. 100%. That, 100%. 100% I mean, Hall of Famer. He, he was even um, uh, designated by Wrestling Observer Newsletter, but don't forget, guys, this is Dave Meltzer we're talking about. Best technical wrestler in 94, 95, 2000, 2003, 2004. Okay, Tracy, what's wrong with Meltzer? I just... Uh, I just... Mm. I have There's a, a love- huge market. There's a huge market for spoilers. I have a love-hate relationship with Dave Meltzer. Uh, like I'm, I'm just like I don't go into I don't subscribe to his newsletter. Me neither. I like I don't really give a lot of credence to his uh, star system. Nope. I I watch the matches and then I'm like, like when I watched Omega uh, Okada four at Dominion. I as soon as the match finished, I'm like, Melcher is gonna break his system again. Yeah. But but I mean like for the awards, like outside of the star matches, like best technical wrestler, feud of the years, and all that, that all gives some credence to. Mm-hmm. And I mean, then when you're considered the best technical wrestler, five years in two different decades, mm-hmm. that's a big accomplishment. Especially like. I mean, 2000, 2003, 2004, Kurt Angle was also there. And Kurt Angle's known as one of the best technicians of all time. He's an Olympic freaking medalist, and he won the gold medal with a broken freaking neck. A broken freaking neck. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, he, he, he would have 100% been a, uh, a Hall of Famer. Oh, and he won uh, the Junior Heavyweight Championship in New Japan when he was Pegasus Kid. Mm -hmm. And he won the Super J Cup in 94, which was, I believe, nine... Oh, it was an infrequent tournament. But, like, so he had success everywhere he went. And, I mean, one one of the favorite moments, like you had mentioned before I went into those accomplishments about how torn up he was over Eddie Guerrero's death. I remember WrestleMania closing out with the two of them embracing having just won the championships. That made me cry. What championships are those again? uh, Benoit won the World Heavyweight Championship versus uh, Triple H and Chris Jericho, and Eddie Guerrero beat... um... Who did Eddie Guerrero beat? I haven't watched that WrestleMania in a while. It's like I can't, I cannot remember. Uh, I'm looking it up right now. Uh, let's. See. Uh, he beat Kurt Angle at WrestleMania 20. Oh. WrestleMania 20 yeah. is a good WrestleMania. Yeah, that was the last one at uh, Madison Square Garden. That was the last one in an arena. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because no, no, now they're... No, not, no, it wasn't. It wasn't 22? Um, here, let me... I know the last one is either in Chicago or Canada. Uh, here, let's see. So... Uh... 
it was 22 in the All-State Arena. Since then, okay. it's been at Fort, Fort Field, the Citrus I was Bowl. At, I, was, I was at the first one in the stadium. Uh, at MetLife? No, at uh, oh. Fort Field. Oh, oh, you were at Fort Field? Dude, I live I was, in Detroit. Oh, where? I uh, went to 29 at MetLife, uh, 33 in Orlando last year in uh, New Orleans, and I'm going to be going again uh, this upcoming year. But, yeah, so uh, – it, yeah, it was a set, the second to last, um, the third to last one in a, an arena, and I doubt they'll ever go back to arenas now. Probably not. So, there's also another conspiracy theory that's still going on to this day. Chris Benoit's cell phone has never been found. Really? Yes. They don't know where, when he went to the crime scene, his cell phone just magically disappeared, and it still has not been found to this day. We don't know... Did someone find it and just take it? Did, you know, policemen lose it in evidence? We don't know. And that's weird. That's what kind of made me believe, like, hmm, that's iffy. That's suspicious. Maybe he really didn't do this. Maybe there was some sort of evidence on that phone and someone, you know, I don't know how yeah. did something impeded, and impeded investigation. Like I mean, I've gone into watching a lot of crime shows, so like it, it, the implications of like if that like if that's a case, and if they ever did come across it, mm-hmm. like those implications could be huge. Yeah, they said they can't. It says his cell phone's never been found. And they couldn't find the needles. They said Chris used to inject himself with steroids shortly before he died. So if you can't find those needles and you can't find his cell phone, something's up. Something is really up. That's why I'm just like, I have, I'm kind of iffy. I'm kind of like 50-50. One, you know, one part of me believes that he actually did this. But the other part of me is like, I don't think he did this. I really don't think he did this. He loved his family. Like... They were... he, uh, he definitely did like I mean it, it, unfortunately this is one case where looking back hindsight isn't 2020 because we'll never have all the facts and just because of the extent of how heinous these acts should they be true are I've I've doubt we'll ever see the case reopen. No, because they just, you know, automatically said, nope, he did it, case closed. And that's when, you know, all the Twitter believes he called him a murderer, but there's so much evidence that says, you know, there's, you know, a little bit, you know, that says, it. I don't think he did this. Like, look, like, here's some evidence. Like, Daniel, they said, you know, Daniel's body was badly decomposed so they think that everyone died that Friday and the police kept changing the manner of Daniel's death three times. First, he said he died from a garbage bag. Then he died from Chris Benoit's chokehold. Third was that he was smothered by a pillow and they keep changing it. Why would they keep changing it? 